0: I haven't done a podcast in a while and the reason I'm actually recording this is for internal use only, but I needed a platform to easily share a recording. So a podcast is easy enough to share a link. So if you, if you come across this, you're welcome to enjoy, Uh, but this is really for our equals team members uh, because I had a couple of really cool experiences today that just illustrate what we're trying to accomplish and how we're trying to accomplish it. So, well, let me just tell the stories and I think you can draw your own conclusions. The first one's hilarious. So it's my, it's my brother Thomas and my dad and my uncle Greg. So they are out ice fishing. And if you've never been ice fishing before, yes, it is as cold as it sounds, especially in Idaho because the, the wind blows and that's where they're up in Idaho. So basically when you go ice fishing, it's kind of like any other fishing. You have, you have a, you have a fishing poles and a bait and, uh, there's a few differences though. So it's obviously on ice and so you got to dig a hole in the ice. And so you have this thing called an auger. It's basically like a screw with razor edges on it. And you, you crank that thing. So they have, they have ones with engines. They have ones where they have one motorized ones. They also have ones, uh, that are hand, hand cranks, but. So you crank that thing down. You got this like maybe six, eight inch wide hole in the ice. You pull some of the ice out, and then you just drop your line down. And typically, ice fishing poles are really short because you don't have to cast out. You have this little, just dropping the line, right? And then fish will come by and nibble and eat it. So that's uh, ice fishing in a in a nutshell. So there there they go, ice fishing. And my brother's got some cover overalls on, and he has his phone, and he he leans over and he drops the phone into the ice hole, and it just plummets. I think he went to reach and grab it real quick, and it just it fell down. And uh, they sent some pictures in, and in water distorts the image; it makes it look bigger than it otherwise would. And you uh, look down, and it looks when you look at the picture, the phone looks like you could grab it, but it's nine feet down there, and you can know that because you can drop a line, and he'll hit. hit, hit, hit it can you can feel it hit bottom you can pull it up and measure it nine feet and so it we kind of like followed this saga online today because we have a family group chat so the the first first pitcher comes in and you know drop the phone down you're like oh my goodness it's like everybody's worst nightmare you know and so what's the next step well the phone's dropped and uh then the next picture, you have the screen on, they call the phone, right? And it still works because they're waterproof phones nowadays. And uh, so my Uncle Greg, turns out my Uncle Greg, he he takes a hook down. Like, my brother's digging for it, like trying to hook it, fish it out. 15 minutes, moves a little bit, can't get much. So my Uncle Greg gives it a shot and he gets the hook. By a good chance, he gets the hook right under the edge and flips the phone over. And my brother, in his foresight, had a pop socket. <laughs> on the back and so my my, Gre- my uncle greg brought this longer poles that you could stick down in there and my dad stuck it and this is ice cold my dad my brother had had his hand there for 15 minutes my dad who knows how long sticks his hand in this ice cold his arm in this ice cold water with his pole down this big long fishing pole that he brought that they usually don't bring and he got the fishing line and weighted it and wrapped the line around the pop socket and that was enough grip to pull it up. (laughs) And my brother called me from his phone and, and through all three of their teamwork, they'd got it out. And, uh, anyway, that's story number one. Story number two involved our new office. So, um, we got a new office and while we were touring it, one of the, one of our team members wanted an office. So we claimed it and he claimed it by taking the keys so we couldn't get access to it. And we ended up moving all the offices around. So, that wasn't going to be his office anymore. And, uh, so we were we were waiting on the key and we're like getting the office all ready today. We got all the tables set up. We've pulled all the wires. We got all the outlets. Like we were, we were ready now to get this office moved into. And there's this one office we just can't get into. So I'm just like, I want to get into it. So I ask anybody if they have a, an extra credit card or something. And and, uh, one of our, one of our guys, Caden has a, a gift card. And so I'm trying to like slide it into the door between the door to, to hit the, hit the latch and it's not working. And then my, my business partner, Thomas Sims, another Thomas, he goes, Cody, why don't you just crawl through the roof? And I was like, I didn't even think about it. Cause it's got a drop ceiling. So I, I go and grab a ladder and I pop up and there's an air conditioning vent on my one side and I look over and there and in the other room, there's no air conditioning vent. So I'm like, great. And we got this all on film. So it's, it's great. So fun. And so I climb up a ladder into a drop ceiling. The drop ceiling is in like in an office setting where those like those white tiles, you can push up. So I push up the white tile and I, I grab onto the, the, the framework. I crawl through up and over. um, And I'm in a white shirt, so I'm just getting dust. I'm just getting so filthy up there. And uh, I climb up and over the wall. I pull up the drop ceiling from the top. And in the video, you see my hand like just magically pop down, pull up one tile, pull up another tile. And then I swing down, um, it was probably like 10 feet or so, um, down into the, maybe it was higher than that, but I was, anyway, um, don't want to get too big of a fish story here, but I swing down and pop into the other room, unlock it. And we're good. Shouts of joy. It's all funny. Um, but those two, those two stories back to back for me were were really illustrative of, of problem solve, of, of good examples of problem solving, right? They, they were both problems that don't look like they have an immediate or even possible answer, right? You see, a, you, your, your phone is nine foot at the bottom of a lake, a frozen lake, <laughs> and there's a wall that this door is locked in and it's a super sturdy door and you can't get past. And, you know, initially you just think this is impossible. Why try, or you try a little bit and it doesn't, it doesn't work. And for these, both of these problems, we needed two things that were key. We needed outside knowledge. We need somebody else that knew how to solve a problem better than us. And then two, the second thing we needed is just never giving up. Like, and thinking smart, not working hard, right? Like thinking creative and getting around the problem. And they were solved. And the phone was rescued and the door was opened. And so they're oh man, it's just that really those both those stories hit me today. I think they're so good. They're just great examples of how to how to overcome obstacles you think are impossible. So I think if I had to condense it, step one don't look at any problem as impossible. That's the first step. You just have to believe. You have to believe that you can solve this problem and just stick with it. Stick with it. The second is don't rely on your own wisdom. Like work with others. Teams are super important. And number three, like just don't give up, like be persistent. And eventually that problem will budge.